0: Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything, to everyone, all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw, with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to The Whirlwind. Hello, lovely, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Mummy Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and I am so happy to have you joining me again. And I am so happy to be back in your ears. It was nice to have a little bit of a break, but I hope you miss me as much as I missed you. Now, before I kick off into Season 2 and the very first episode, I want to give a quick shout-out to username Woohoo, who left me a beautiful five-star review and rating over on the iTunes podcast app. They said, absolutely love this podcast. I have binge listened to the entire season in three days since stumbling across it. Bring on next season. Well, thank you so much for leaving such beautiful words and welcome. It's good to be back already. If you would like to do the same, please jump onto the iTunes podcast app and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in four. Now, before we kick off season two, I do want to give you a heads up on the length of this season. Now, it won't be as long as what we went through in season one. And the reason is because some of us a.k.a. me, are due to give birth this month, so I have pre-recorded plenty of episodes for your listening pleasure, and trust me when I say you are not going to want to miss any of them because the topics and the discussions and the guests are as unique and diverse as they come, including yours truly. Yes, I am going to step on the other side of the microphone and have somebody else interview me because if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that we've had quite a volatile experience with our own pregnancy. Being high risk from 19 weeks, I haven't shared the details because it's been one of those things we've had to work through, but after the fact, I will delve into our story and by then our birth story so I can share with you what's been going on. It is, however, another reason why you'll see a little bit of a break again before Season 3 kicks off again later in the year. It does, however, give you a great opportunity to jump on, subscribe and make sure that you've caught up on all of the episodes and the goss from Season 1. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, how about we have a chat about today's episode. The beautiful mama joining me today honestly made it really quite difficult for me because there are so many things that I could have spoken to her about. And quite frankly, it was hard to narrow it down, but... We managed to, and we've got two different topics for you today. Although a little bit varied, both are certainly beneficial. The first is her story of blended families and co-parenting with some great advice and some great tips as your children grow older. And the second, you probably might know her for this, but it's her budgeting hacks. We're going to talk about how to save money and raise a family at the same time. Speaking of family, the only trigger warning that I need to give you on today's episode is that you will also hear from a couple of other little guests, being the children. We've got some ABC kids in the background and a couple of interruptions, but it's a prime example of mum life balance. So how about we just get started? Today's mama is as real and raw as they come, sharing her life and loves online in all its beautiful chaos. Welcome to the lovely Laura Bentley. How Hi. are you? I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> know, we are just having a conversation about sweat <laughs> and you're in activewear, so it's
1: fine. <laughs> Trying not to laugh. I that don't lasted... want to laugh. I don't want everyone to hear my laugh. <laughs> that literally lasted 20
0: seconds. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your laugh. Your laugh is great. Oh, thanks. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I know that you were a little bit hesitant about today just because you're like, what? What are you going to ask me? Yeah,
1: why do people even want to listen to me? Which yes. I
0: think is a hundred percent part of your appeal because you have no idea how great you are. Which wow. Now I'm just going to make you blush. I'm blushing. <laughs> but I think there's there's actually heaps that we could talk about and I'm not going to delve into every part of your life because yeah. anybody who follows you online will know that you're quite open about what happens in your life. But I do want to sort of go back a little bit and share, anybody who doesn't follow you, a little bit of your story. Mm-hmm. So you have four beautiful children. I do. The eldest being the lovely Will. He is. Uh... Let's talk a little bit about him. How old were you when you had Will?
1: Uh, So we fell pregnant at 22. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I went into labour 15 minutes before my 23rd birthday. Wow. Uh, So I had been awake, and I'm a big birthday person. I think I've put that out there a lot of times. (laughs) Um, But so I was so excited for my birthday. I'd been awake since like 7 a.m. in the morning the day before. And then I was just winding up, laying on the couch, thinking 15 minutes till my birthday. And then I got like that twinge, and I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it was absolutely the world saying, come on, like, it's time to share. Uh, and then I think we were in labour for like, I don't even know. He came out at 9.45 on my birthday. Um and then so like, you know, memories back onto my birthday, all I can remember is everybody that would come into my room, they're like, Oh, you're having a baby and I'm like, But it's my birthday. (laughs) And nobody sang me happy birthday. Eleven years on and I'm still not letting go of the fact that no one sang me happy birthday on my birthday. So I mean you've just had to share your body with someone for nine months. I know, and then he take look, yes, now he takes my birthday. But (laughs) he was saying to me the other day, he's such a sweet kid. Um and and every now and then I get like a glimpse of the fact that we're actually the same person. Do you know? And he said to me the other day, we we're holding hands because he's amazing. Uh, and he goes, So, what are you going to do for your birthday this year, mum? And I said, Well, what are you going to do for your birthday? He's like, No, I had my birthday last year. We can celebrate your birthday this year. Do you know? Like, what 11 year old says that? So, Just amazing.
0: A true testament to your amazing he's, parenting. He's, he's
1: an amazing kid. I'm very lucky with him. What is it? You can say, you can say hi. <laughs> say hi, everyone. Um, but yeah, so 23, we had him um, And I always say it and I really mean it I think that we've grown up together um, mm-hmm. Because I don't necessarily Not that I didn't like who I was as a person But I was in a really questionable stage of life uh, And he turned everything around So I have—I mm-hmm. literally have my life to be thankful for his Isn't it
0: amazing though, I think in your 20s From probably mid-20s to 30 I think you change a lot And that's a huge transition period Absolutely Um and when you've got a child, obviously that takes it to the next level as well because you're you raise the bar on your standards and yeah. what you want for yourself and what you want for them. Yeah. Will's dad, when
1: did the two of you separate? Um, I think Will was about two and a half, maybe. And still now, like I mean, I, I he's a great person. He's a good role model for Will. We're still friends. Uh it, there was a little bit of a bumpy period where we weren't necessarily friends, but I think anybody that you know, exes are meant to be exes for a reason, but yeah. then you make a baby with this person and you still need to navigate away to be friends with them. Um, and so we're there now. We are good friends now and I, and, and I appreciate his input, you know, and we've finally reached, like, a nice co-parenting stage. Um, but those – I remember it so vividly, you know, the day that we finally had the final conversations, you know, because I don't think it's, like, a snap decision. No. We had so many conversations about, is this it? Let's keep trying. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, and the day that it happened – it was just like this weight had lifted and I'm sure he felt the same weight, you know. It was just like this, like, it's happened. It's it's mm-hmm. finally there because you've been thinking about it for such a long time and, and you start to not, not daydream in a positive light, but you start to think about how am I going to manage life mm-hmm. without everything that I know because when you have a kid, you don't know anything and then you learn with this person and then all of a sudden you're like, this this isn't ever going to be us, do you know. Yep. And the day he walked out, he had like a daffle bag over his shoulder and he walked down to the car and he's, his shoulders were slumped and I stood at the window and it was, it was so poetic. Like I was bawling my eyes out, you know, and it was like this is a really good thing but also the worst thing that's ever happened to me, yep. do you know. It was never going to be who I was. I never wanted to identify as a single mum or, you know, I didn't want that for my kid. And then my best friend uh, sent me a, a text message and she said, what do you need, champagne or chocolate? Do you know, like celebration or commiseration? It was like both. Yeah. Yeah, so big but good.
0: A hundred percent. I think a lot of, well, majority of parents don't go into parenthood thinking that they're going to have to do it on their own. No, of course. And when you get that realization that okay, shit, this is where we're at, and this is what my life's going to look like. It's so scary. Yeah, it's so confronting. And
1: I think one of the things, rightly or wrongly, I was so worried about what everybody else would think about me. Yeah. Do you know? And and you know, I may get pulled down for this, but your life as a mum, you're a mum forever. Do you Mm. know? And, and I find sometimes in a breakdown of a relationship, whoever keeps the full-time custody of the kid, your life doesn't change, whereas the other person gets to go back to living life how they used to live life. Yep. And then that animosity grows there. Like, I don't get to go and, and be out every night. Mm-hmm. You know, my full-time responsibility is this kid and that's never going to change. And so then there grew the animosity. And, and so I think anybody who's just broken up with an ex, again, you're still like finding your feet, mm-hmm. but you're finding your feet with someone attached to you all the time that they help you make. Yeah, and it's like so why is your responsibility stopped but mine and it, it could be wrong but that's you know different perspectives there's always three sides to a story but the way you feel as the full-time carer is like well my life's going to continue on with this little mate and you're just out there living a free life and that really i think that hurt us more than anything to begin with
0: mm. oh, i couldn't agree with you more you, and you see that ability to have that freedom and to go out and to find yourself in your own time yeah. and you're sitting back going well I'm trying to navigate a million other things. Yeah. The last thing I have to do is worry about myself because I don't have the opportunity to. I don't have any time for it. Yeah, of course it's going to cause resentment. Yeah. That's natural. Did you find that you were able to come to an agreement on arrangements straight away in terms of custody?
1: Yeah, well, pretty easygoing. I didn't work. No, I did work. I worked two days a week but only like school hours. So, Will was in daycare two days a week. Yeah. But we worked at the same place um, and he oh. worked... How was that? Uh, It was fine. I worked upstairs in the accounts. Uh, I'm a bookkeeper um, and he was downstairs on the floor so he was working in the fruit markets. So his mornings would start at like 3am and he'd be finished by midday and then he'd go collect will after school and then after daycare and then they'd spend some time together and then I think I got him back. And I think it was maybe like every second weekend we'd switch and then maybe a night during the week. But again, because his hours was every day. Uh, It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't quite as easy. But, uh, again, amicable for all of that. Yeah. It was more, I think, uh, here's a truth bomb. I think I just got my knickers in a twist because I felt like it was just all on me. Yeah. You know? I still had to maintain their relationship. I had to maintain my relationship with my son. It was just...
0: You do though. I th- I feel like you automatically Constantly. take on that responsibility, and it's not even. I don't even think it ends there. It extends to okay. Are you seeing your cousins enough? Are you s- investing enough with your grandparents? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, shit. This isn't even my side of the family. Yeah. It's not my responsibility anymore. But.
1: But you do it for your kid.
0: Of course. Yeah. And, again, and that's always
1: the bottom yeah. line. We always come back to. But I'm doing this for my child. Yes. Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah. And it's difficult, it really is. So when did you meet your hubby?
1: So we actually met back in high school Fun story, I dated his best friend um, <laughs> Oh, You've you just got to I test know. the waters, right? I know, I know. Uh, And he dated my best friend So we, we, we were like the awesome foursome How awkward is that? Um, so his best friend was actually the best man at our wedding
0: Oh my god, amazing um,
1: It's um, no, it No, when we first uh, So we, we like to call it when we re-met each other Adorable. I've got quotation marks there We re-met each other Um, So we've known each other since high school and then obviously I went away and had a baby. Uh, He went to France and lived overseas for like two and a half, three years. Um, And then after Will's dad and I had broken up, one of my very good girlfriends had said to me, have have you seen this guy lately? And I went, "No." I remember him from high school, like I'm so not interested in Michelle. And he's like, no, 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 you need to see him. And she's like, he's got the best manners, he's got the best hair, he's got the best body. And I'm like, Michelle, I remember him and it's not like that. And I then dated I like, his friend Like I'm good, I've I'm, done that I'm okay. <laughs> Um, And then I was sitting, <laughs> again, so poetic. I was sitting in her garage on a Friday afternoon. I, I don't think I had Will, I think he was with his dad. Um, and my husband, soon to be husband, got out of the car uh, and he asked me about my mum and so no one knows my mum. My mum and my dad split up when I was very little um, but they had come up and visited my mum one time, his best friend and him because that's when I was hooking up with his best friend um, <laughs> and so he gets out of the car and he's like, how's your mum going and how's her boyfriend and does she still have the dog and I was just like, how does this guy remember all of this stuff, do you know? And he was so fit looking and he had like blonde tips from all the surfing he was doing in France.
0: Oh, like Joshua Jackson style, So Jackson's much, Creek.
1: yeah. Uh, and then he went over because it was like summer and he went over to the tap and I don't know how this happened and I'm not lying, but like time <laughs> slowed down and it became like slow-mo and you had like the water in his hair and he was like flicking it like backwards and forwards like Baywatch and I was just like, oh. <laughs> and you didn't know what was
0: the water beads
1: and his frosted tips. Like, it was oh, just oh, all blended. <laughs> And my friend's looking at me, she's like, I knew it. And I couldn't even talk. I was just just like, hello. Uh." (laughs) I had nothing. And I'm not a person of no words, you know. Love you. Um, And, yeah, I just, and that that was it. And then, sorry, that's Lucy. (laughs) Uh, And then we had a friend's wedding, a mutual friend's wedding. And on the hen's weekend, I had organised with um, the groom's mother-in-law so that she would change the seating arrangements so I was sitting next to him. Stunning. Yeah, and then that was it. That was the end. We we may or may not have had a passionate French kiss that night. He spoke to me in French because he knows how to speak French. Uh, and that's where our story began. Oh, that's so adorable. I love that you low-key
0: set that up for yourself as totally. well. Totally. Just he rearranging seating. He didn't seating. know
1: what was coming. <laughs> it was all on and it was going to be happy.
0: The funny thing is, though, like Dan Dan even jokes about this all the time, is that sometimes they can be so clueless yeah. and it's it's what they want but they're just not ready to initiate it. No, so that's sometimes
1: right. you just have to rearrange I seating. was everything he wanted. He yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> he
0: just didn't realise.
1: So how old was Will at this point? Um, he was two and a half, three, because we had my third birth, his third birthday, and my 26th birthday. And we had just started dating then because he was at the birthday party. And he was a little bit overwhelmed because, like, kids are noisy. And he yes. was just like, what is this? Like, I've just come from single-man life to, like, family life. And so, yes. yeah. How was that adjustment for him? For Brad? Yeah. Um, I don't think he really knew what to do. Mm. And and rightly so. Like, I don't think that's something that you really learn without having children. He didn't have any nephews. He didn't – like, there was nothing, you know. Um, and so they just became mates. Like, it was just – they just became buddies. He he would play with him all the time. There was one day at my house, he had him on his shoulders, and he was running through the house, and like went to go around a corner and collected Will's head like on the corner oh. of the wall. And I'm just like, you you can't play with kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they just became really good friends, which was nice. Yeah. And how did Will adjust? Ah, uh, kids are so resilient. He yeah. just that was he would call him Bratty, um, and that was his mate, and that's it. It was yeah. it was nothing different to him, do you know. Yeah. It was as if nothing had ever happened.
0: So how did Will's dad respond to you having a new partner? Because that's always a really interesting transition and change in the relationship.
1: Uh, not stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and not not that I had a new partner. He didn't like the fact that there was someone staying at his house. But it, So he had actually met him before um, because where we grew up, everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knew him. He was friends with everybody that was friends with him. Um and the only thing that anybody could ever say about my husband is that he's actually just the nicest guy. Do you know? Like, he, he he's just so kind towards everybody. So this is the feedback that Will's dad was getting off everybody. And he'd met him, and so he was kind of okay with it. But then there was also some people who were meant to be my friends. Um, again, mutual friends. But they were in Will's dad's ear about the fact that they didn't understand why he would want to be with someone with a kid. Do you know? Like And, and then it... So that kind of set it off and then it was yeah. like is he in it for for fun time or for a long time or and, – and again, it's just like you know, let's take the kid out of the equation. I think when any ex gets a new partner and it's not that there's any feelings there anymore, it's just like, well, that was meant to be me, yeah. you know, and so I think maybe there was a bit of that towards it. And then obviously like this is his son, so this is someone that I'm bringing into his life. Um, And we had a few discussions about it, and I just kept bringing it back to, and I fundamentally think this: you trust me, and I'd never bring somebody bad into his life. Yeah, you know, like my son, at that point in my life, was the only person that mattered, and I'd never bring somebody in that I didn't think was was good enough for him.
0: Mm. And it's a huge decision for you as well, because it's not only that evolution of, all right, I need to figure out how I feel about you, but then I need to make sure that you're good enough for my son and I need
1: to make sure my son doesn't get too attached to you before I figure it out yes do you know
0: yeah 100% and it is a really difficult path to navigate it is how um how long before you introduce Will and Brad to each other
1: um <clears throat> they met a couple of times at our friend's house because like again everywhere that you go in with the hills district is where we grew up everybody knows everybody anyway so they were meeting in like a really social setting um and then I think he came over for dinner one night uh, with friends again. So I just kind of kept trying to make it like a really casual, easy thing. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe the first time he came over without anybody, like he'd come over at night time and then would be gone in the morning. Yeah. So that, that makes me sound like a hussy. I'm not a hussy. <laughs> 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 we were just trying to hide it from Will. Now before the sun comes <laughs> up. Come on, we've all been there. <laughs> I know. Get out of my house. Um, but I don't know, maybe a couple of months. Like yeah. I, Yeah. If, if you met my husband, you'd know that he wasn't there for a fun time. Yeah. You know, he was he was keen, which was nice.
0: Yeah, and well, it is. It's just about navigating the new normal And knowing, for you, you know, as a
1: person, you know whether or not you want them, you yes. know, because like, you're so protective of your children. Yep. And I wouldn't have done what I did if I didn't think he was going to be the one anyway.
0: Yeah, 100%. Now, fast forward, Will is in grade 8. Seven. Grade seven, grade seven. seven. I forget that high school's now grade seven, so he's just started high school. He has, and you've been really open about it's still a bit of a struggle, you know, having that co-parenting relationship. Absolutely. How do you feel like it's evolved?
1: Um, there's so many obstacles that you find in co-parenting. So the first obstacle obviously is when you break up, the second one is when someone gets a partner, the Mm -hmm. third one is someone else gets a partner Uh, and then you start to add children into the mix Um, and so I feel like our family was finished a lot before Will's dad's family's finished, they've just had their second kid now Mm -hmm. Um, and so the thing that we're dealing with at the moment uh, is obviously Will was having massive anxiety attacks about this uh, going into high school. Um, and so I sat on the phone to his dad the other day maybe for 45 minutes and we talked about um, – like we basically caught up on where we're both at with Will um, and, you know, we're talking about the techniques and the things that this kid says to us and we laughed at the fact that he says, you know, slightly different versions of it but but to us together and I said, like, we're just going to have to keep this open because I have no idea how to parent a teenager, mm. Do you know. He's only 11 but he's in year 7 but but the mood swings and stuff – And they're exactly what he's getting down there as well. And I didn't think that. I thought that we were just copying the brunt of it. Um, And if you're in a co-parenting relationship, you'll also know if you are the full-time carer, your kid always comes back to you tired. um, And you kind of have to, I don't know, re-navigate their world again because they have to calm down. They have to bedtimes and rules and, you know, regular food. um, And it's all changed down there now for Will because his dad now has two other kids. And he came home last time, uh, and he said that he doesn't he doesn't like that he doesn't get enough time with his dad anymore. Uh, and I said, "Mate, it's it's there's other people there now. Like you need to be considerate of them." Uh, and I told this to his dad, and he's like, he says the same thing about your house. And I'm like, I oh, know. Like he's just you know. <laughs> um, so I think that yeah, co-parenting you have to be open, but but you have to find your own space to be open. Do you know, mm-hmm. and you need to absolutely just block out everybody around you that's telling you how to deal with your ex. Because it's only actually going to be you two that know how to deal with it. Uh, And if you are heading into a co-parenting situation, I would recommend not getting the partners involved or letting them be your voice. um, Because you need to be the voice for your kid. Mm -hmm. And fundamentally, you two are the people that made the kid. And it's amazing to have support from the other parents. But don't rely on anybody else to have those conversations. Because it just gets messy.
0: Yep. And I think you're right. I think that's amazing advice because it just adds an extra layer of complication it if does. you're adding an additional party in. And it's like, you know, you've made the decision to separate, you've made the decision to move on with your own respective worlds, but you have a mutual interest yep. in your child. Yeah, at to be least at the for front. the next 18 years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's ugh, frustrating. So but, frustrating. <laughs> but, uh-huh. you know, it is. It's about the child. It's no longer about you. How do you think we'll did adjust when you started having children with brad
1: um so will was five when indiana came along um and we always thought hand on my heart we thought that he sorry will if you ever listen to this we thought he got more annoying um and and it turns out now since having more children he didn't get more annoying it's just there is such an age gap between a five-year-old and a baby Mm. do you know like a baby they're cute they do cute things And a five-year-old, like, there's only so many times they can do the same thing without you starting to get frustrated. Um, So I definitely feel like he felt a shift because we couldn't just give everything to him anymore. And he'd been an only kid for five years. That's a really long time to have 100% of your attention. Um, And the kid is so intelligent as well that he consumes so much of your energy and then when you have another kid, you don't have all that energy to give anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say all that, and, and I mean, everybody, if you follow me, you'll see it so evident, he loves his baby sisters. Like, he's, he was obsessed with Indiana when she came out. He was, like, the key laugher, Do you know? Like, he'd always set himself up to make sure that she was laughing. Um, and then I think when you go from one to two, irrespective of whether or not they are full brother and sister, which I've never said that, my kids are full brother and sister, um, but I think it's always important to still make them feel important and and give them that time but I think we overthink it
0: do you know I think we
1: were just like oh my god they're never going to survive but they do like kids are resilient yeah it was always going to happen there was always going to be somebody else that came into it and do you know and I mean you've got the same age gap so Mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing she's going to take on this big sister role which you're just going to fall more in love with her do you know and then she's going to be doting over the baby brother and do you know like it's a whole new evolution of your relationship yeah and it's so beautiful to watch
0: and, and it is, it's one of those things, I think it comes with any any gap between kids. You know, you always question it. And there's yeah. there's going to be seven years between Peyton and, and our baby. Yeah. And someone said to me, and I think it was really powerful advice, that children don't overcomplicate things. No. We do. Yeah. So we will add emotions and worst case scenarios and we'll overthink it. And they're just quite logical at yeah. that age. There's another go, baby coming. This cool, is how that's, it is. That's my sibling and yeah. this is how life's going to be. So
1: I think that's a really good point. And th- but they get, I'd like to say conniving, but maybe they could be a softer word than conniving, but they know how to play you as well. Yeah. So if you're going to play into the, oh, mate, I'm so sorry, I don't spend time with you anymore. Do you know what? He's going to turn around and be like, you never spend time with me. <laughs> but if you just play it easy and, and if you do give them time, don't make a fuss about it because yeah. then they're going to want the fuss every time. Yep. And then you let them down without even trying to let them down. Yeah kid's hard man (laughs) oh
0: my god and it's uh, there's no manual for it there is isn't, and And
1: every kid is so different
0: so different and every circumstance is so different absolutely but it's a good i think that's a good thing to keep in mind absolutely so how do you feel like things are going to go moving forward you know will's growing up do you see any change in your co-parenting relationship or anything that you think that you'll do differently as he gets older
1: um i don't think so um he's a really emotional child. Mm. He always has been a really emotional child. Um, But I think where we're at at the moment is a really happy, even place. I could be way off the mark. (laughs) His dad might not think that. (laughs) Um, No, but I do. I think that we're in a position now where we can have a bit of banter amongst what we're doing because fundamentally we were always really good mates. Yeah. Um, And I I just want Will to see that. You know, like we, we buy presents when he has new brothers and sisters. We send down Christmas presents. They send up Christmas presents. And every time I talk about that side of his family, I actually always use the word our family, do you know? Mm-hmm. Like cause because he has to know that we love everybody, do you know, yeah. and, and that we are all his family and we're all gonna be there for him all the time, do you know? And there is nothing more amazing than than watching him and his mind the way that it works, knowing that there is no them and us. It's mm. it's just a collective collective noun. So.
0: Yeah, which is really important for him to know that there's no ability to take sides no, exactly. And the same message is going to be spread across both parties. Absolutely. If there was anything that you would have done differently throughout the process, is there anything that you can pinpoint?
1: I would have just had more confidence in myself. Mm. I was always freaking out that I was going to get in trouble off his dad for anything that I was doing. Um and I know now, like reflecting back, it probably just stemmed from me not being in a good place since Will was born. Do you know? Like I've recently only discovered that maybe I haven't been so fantastically well over the last 11 years. Um, and I've just always felt like I've done the wrong thing by people. Um, and so, I mean, especially like we moved to Western Australia and we we're originally from New South Wales. Um, and so these burdens are always playing in your head and so I just wish that, that maybe I'd stood up for myself a little bit more. Maybe I'd communicated a little bit better mm-hmm. um, and not been so reactive because I'm uh, – whenever something happens, if you take a second to think about it, write down your emotions, leave it, come back to it in a couple of hours, it's always going to be different. And I just wish yeah. that maybe sometimes I'd done that. Instead of having screaming matches at my dad's front doorstep, do you know, like, and because I mean we've all been there, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. and that's the truth of co-parenting. Because, as I said before, an ex is an ex for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then, and then things happen, and it's just like, well, I don't like you, get out of my face. And, yeah, but you still need to be there, do yeah. you know. And they're so, not yeah. going away. They're not. They're not going away. No. So there's no point being mean to each other. Yeah. You just so yeah. I I just wish that maybe yeah. Hindsight, hey.
0: Oh, absolutely. I even find now I look at text messages completely differently. Yep. You know, I once upon a time I'd hark up over something and then now I just look at it for what it is and go, well, no, that's probably just me putting my own emotions on that. And it yep. it reads exactly as it's been written. Yep. You know, we overcomplicate things. Well, I'm,
1: I'm now at a point if I receive messages off um, my ex or his wife, I actually get someone to co-read them. Yeah. Because, good decision. Yeah. <laughs> Safe decision. <laughs> and and but I, I'm an overthinker at the best of times, yeah. you know. And and yeah. as I said, I've always felt like I've had to have my guard up. And so I read these messages as like they're throwing knives at me. And then my husband will read them and he's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> they've basically said, hi, I hope you're well. And you're like, they hate me. Do you know? <laughs> that's just not, that's not how it is, Laura. Oh my God. I'm sure so. Brad and Dan could have great conversations. <laughs> <laughs> it's just overthinking. It's what I do, yep. do you know? Yep. So yeah, that's hindsight. I just wish I'd, I'd taken a couple of breaths.
0: Yeah. Oh, so true, so true. Well, I think that's really good advice, and it definitely is. Take a step back, take a breath, and just actually try and remove the emotion yes. for a minute. the yeah, emotion's it makes horrible. a lot easier, 100%. Yeah. Now, moving forward to your life now, you're doing a lot of great stuff with your page. When when was it that you started? Uh,
1: so it was just after Zali was born, and she'll be four in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all stemmed from, I lived in a town called Port Headland in Western Australia. I had my best friend living there Um but I didn't have much else. Uh, my husband was working like 14, 15-hour days. He was going away for weeks at a time. Um, we had made the decision to move back to this side of Australia. So we were living in a borrowed house, no furniture. Like I was just, again, hindsight, I was probably very depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted a source to talk to other people. Um, and that was it. That's, I, I started blogging. Um, and I actually started out with 100 Days of Happiness Um, And so for a hundred days I was talking about things that made me happy and I've always been quite good at creative writing Um, I feel like I have somewhat of a skill in putting pen to paper and it just seemed to connect with people and that's that's how I ended up here now. And it's actually amazing, I was talking about this the other day, the only friends that I have made so far on the Gold Coast are people that I've met either on Instagram or Facebook really i've i've tried mother's groups yeah i talk to people like on extracurricular activities and i don't know if maybe people just don't like me in real life <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible Do you know like i just I've, I've i just haven't connected with anybody and then yeah. instagram and facebook have have literally been my life source here mm. you know and it's Yeah, it's incredible where it could take you.
0: I think people underestimate the value of it, though, because it it connects you with like-minded people. Absolutely. And with school, for example, your children might be friends, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to gel a friendship with that person. Well, and with
1: Will's school, because he started in year four, I was the only parent walking him to class, you know, Mm. and everybody had been at this school since kindergarten, and so all the parents knew each other. I even... I reached out to, like, the class coordinator. We had a coffee once and that's all. So I had one coffee with one parent in the three years that we were at that school. Yeah. So I just... I kind of gave up. I made friends with Indiana's school. I think it's different when you're in prep. you got to get out and talk to people. Definitely. Um, but I think for social media and connecting people... It's only going to work for you if you're in it for the right reasons. Yeah. Do you know? I think if, if you have something like an ulterior motive behind what you're doing, people are going to see that and they're mm. not going to be into it anyway. Yeah. Do you know? Whereas I think the people such as yourself, you know, you write so beautifully and you write mm. from the heart and you don't have a mask on, do you mm. know? And I think that it's people like you that, that you connect with because you're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Just, you're just hustling and getting it done.
0: Oh, it's a bit cute. Thank you. This episode's not about me whatsoever, but, you know, I appreciate that. But it's true. It, it's a great outlet yeah, and it's a way to connect like-minded people and to share stories and to share yeah. advice because... To shit, know you're not alone. It's 100%, you know, yeah. motherhood is bloody hard and there's so many things, like everything Even the tiniest thing that works for you like just before when I went to the toilet and we were talking about <laughs> toilet seats you know there's stuff like that that you can share and it makes a difference to other people it and, does, and that's yeah. so undervalued I think now you're doing a lot in terms of the budgeting space mm-hmm. and man I did my grocery shopping yesterday online and I switched the unit price from low to high there you go and it made a Huge difference. So tell me a bit about that because you've kind of it's now become a bit of a thing for you. You're a bit of a guru in the saving money
1: space. It is so bizarre um, because I was so embarrassed that we were such tight asses. Um, so a little very quick backstory. Again, this town that we lived in, WA. Um, when we felt pregnant with Indiana, it was actually more cost effective for us to buy a house than it was to rent. So yeah. back then, renting a two bedroom house, given we already had Will, would have been costing us like fifteen hundred dollars a week oh. in rent. Um, so Ooh, we that bought makes a. It is disgusting, right? Um, and you got to think most of these people that were recovering fifteen hundred dollars, they bought their house at like fifty thousand dollars ten mm. years ago. Motza, um, so it made more sense for us to buy a house. Bought a house, idiots. Uh, we spent six hundred and eighty five thousand dollars on a two bedroom attached oh. house. Um, we added an extra bedroom onto it. We held onto it for three years. It was costing us so much money. The rent went right down. We weren't recovering any money for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Wiggles, go, go, go. Um, we weren't recovering any rent for it. And then we sold it for 230 oh. I think. And I, you know, Ouch. and so, so we, we have another property down in Perth. We have an apartment down in Perth as well. Um, so all of our money was going into these two houses, you know, and, and my husband and I got to a point, you didn't even want to wake up in the morning. Mm. You didn't want to answer the phone. You didn't want to open an email because we weren't broke by any means. We actually, It's funny, we actually called the bank that we had the mortgage with, A and Z, and we said, um, can we go on to hardship payments? And we showed them our budget, and we're like, we're going backwards by like $3,000 a month at the moment, you know, paying our mortgage on this house, the investment property, and then paying rent in Queensland. And the bank said to us you've got too much money in your savings account, you're not in hardship. So because we'd actually done the right thing and gotten ahead, they said, you're not in hardship. So we went, okay, no worries, stuff you. So we we spent the money, we took the money out of our bank account, um, and we got in contact with them about LMI because we had lender's mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we started this, like, three, four-month-long process and no one would talk to us at the bank because they're like, your LMI is with Allianz. But, you know, lads talk to Allianz because your LMI doesn't kick in until your mortgage is finished and your mortgage is with ANZ. But a and won't talk to you because you want to talk to... Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was this... And so it was all-encompassing and, and we got to a point where you just want to put your head in the ground because you're trying so hard to be adults and mm. nothing is working, do you know? Um, we had the nice cars. We were living in a nice house. We have nice things. We're going on holidays. And, and we were just dipping into our savings to do all of this. Um, so, then, anyway, we finally got out of our house the ANZ, the LMI people finally agreed to it. We had to pay them nearly every last cent that we had to exit our mortgage. Um, I think that we came to, we offered 50, they came back, give us 60, and we'll call it even. Um, and then they obviously accepted the purchase price of that uh, that we sold it for. Sorry. Um, and then we were absolutely at zero. Mm. So we were 32 and 33 years old with zero savings in our bank account. Self-employed, just moved to a new state. Um, and and it got to a day where my husband was like we need to stop like we really need to and I remember I broke down and I was just like but I deserve nice things like mm. we worked our asses off do you know we worked so much in WA and then we come back here and we've just completely fucked our lives do you know that's what it felt like mm-hmm. my friends back in Sydney are all living in million dollar houses my friends are going on international holidays and here I am going well I can't afford that coffee mm. like what kind of a life is that do you and know? financial
0: stress, is the hardest type of and stress. Nobody talks about it. No,
1: everybody no. just pretends they have money. Yes. Nobody talks about the fact that they live paycheck to paycheck, and that's that's where we were. Anyway, th- long story. I get very emotional about that because it, it really. But it's good
0: though. It's good for people to understand that this stuff happens, and it
1: does happen. All it does happen. We all we the time. were the the letter to the bank was you either help us and let us use our LMI or we're going bankrupt, we don't care, take it all. You know, we've got another mortgage with you, take it, I don't care. Um, And it wasn't until we said that to them that they were like, okay, let's talk, I'll get you in contact. So then uh, my husband and I picked up a book called The Barefoot Investor Um, and it's a guy, his name is Scott Pape, he's an Australian fella Um, and he has all these steps basically for getting out of debt um, and I didn't want to get on board because I didn't want to sell my car because I loved my car and my car was like the last piece of money that we had. Mm. And it's so dumb, but that was like, that was no, the thing I was symbol. clinging to. It it's was. a you know? It's not about the car. It was everything that we, we'd lived in WA for six years and we have zero. Um, and so anyway, we got into this budget uh, and we went through all of our finances. We started out looking at it all and came to realise um, that you don't need to live like kings and queens. Um, and it really did. It took a good year of nothing like doing nothing before we started to see the light again. And now we're in a position to buy a house again at the end of this year.
0: Amazing. You know,
1: like, so we've completely turned our life around in three years. And I didn't think anybody would be interested. Um, But I've come to learn that money is the one thing that everybody has, everybody wants more of, and everybody's happy to bust their butt a little bit to make make it work for them. So it was actually Brittany who said, why don't you do something about it? You know, Mm. like you make a lot of sense in what you say. And I'm like, Okay, cool, And I'll that's give it. it a go. I know, sorry, that was a really long-winded answer to that. No,
0: that's it's absolutely, it's like I said, people need to start talking about this stuff because it actually, I am from a finance background and the amount of bankruptcies, the amount of part nine debt agreements yeah. that people never speak about and then if you are going through it, you think, oh shit, why, am, why am I the only person yeah. affected by this? Well, you're not. Yeah. And it's often the people who talk about having so much money are the ones who don't. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, it needs we need that sense of realism.
1: Well, and I'm trying to be the balance in a world of consumerism. Do you know? Yes. Like I'm trying to be because I can't afford that life. Do you know? Well, I say that I choose to not afford that life yes. now. Do you know? Like that's and I am so stoked that we're in a place where we can choose to not be buying expensive things. Um but there is so much bullshit on what you need to have, what you need to buy, how you need to decorate And it's just such a load of shit. Yep. You don't need any of that. I have uh, one of my girlfriends in mother's group was saying that her partner has an apprentice at work. So let's say this kid's like 18, 19 years old and he was talking to his boss and he said, oh, we've got 6,000K in the bank. We're just waiting to get to 8,000 so we can move out and buy all the furniture we want for the apartment. Not to buy a house, but to rent and afford nice furniture. Like, what is that? Mm. Do you know? And that's this world that we're living in at the moment. Forget Instagram, social media. Like, the whole world is telling us that we need all of these things. Yeah. And I just, yeah, when when you take a step back, you realise you don't need any of that to be happy.
0: 100%. And there's so many little changes that you can make that make a big difference. You've been pretty open about your tips, but what would you say your top tips are when it comes to saving and making a difference?
1: I think... The easiest one, which also sounds the most ridiculous because it's so straightforward, is that it's not a good discount if you don't need it in the first place. (laughs) I need you
0: to follow me around and just repeat that in my ear.
1: (laughs) No, but it's so true. And I get caught up in it too. Like all the the click frenzy and stuff. I add so much stuff to my cart. And then I'm like, I don't need another white shirt. Mm -hmm. I don't need another white dress, you know? And so that's 100%. My 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 motto in life is it's not a good discount if you don't need it in the first place. Yeah. And I think if you remember that, then it, it helps you to kind of digest the fact that you don't actually need it.
0: Do you – when you say you add things to your car, do you add them and then sort of walk away and think about it? or do Absolutely. You, yeah.
1: I, I'm an emotional shopper. When yes. I get sad, I like to buy things. <laughs> Buying <laughs> things makes me happy. Like, And so you imagine how hard this life is for me now. Like uh. I – And it's funny, uh, online shopping, it's great, but I actually like the physical feeling of going to the shops and having too many shopping bags, you can't hold it. (laughs) And I don't know what that is, but I just like it so... And I used to come home to my dad and I'm like, I saved $50 off this and I saved $100 off this. And he's like, so you actually saved more money than you spent today. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Uh, I mean, I guess so. Sure, What's wrong
0: with that. (laughs) And and all
1: I was doing then was pulling out my credit card at like 18 years old, you know. So no, yeah, the, the... you don't need things. That's 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 my focus in life. Yeah. It's so hard, but for a cereal shopper.
0: Oh, and I think, well, it's like you said before, It's it took you a good year to adjust yep. to those kind of changes. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about your grocery shopping and like I touched on before, yep. the unit price, game changer. So big. <laughs> game changer. Tell me a few of your other tips.
1: Try Home Brand. I've actually, so I'm doing this thing called Frugal February, if I can I've pull it all together. I've heard about yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I don't know how to do these things. But, you know, we're just going to fly <laughs> off the cuff. But it's basically like you go into the shopping centre, try home brand. There are so many home brand items that are actually made in the same like production factories as the brand items, except they've just got different labels on them. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do up a list of things I have tried on home brand side note don't ever try the buttery blend it is not butter it is disgusting yeah that face I don't even know what I was thinking I was like (laughs) hey let's save a dollar here Um, but it is you said before like the small changes so switch a couple of things to home brand see if you like them or not I've had um, uh, the different things that I've tried glad wrap baking paper alfoil the toilet paper at Coles, I really am a tired ass. The toilet paper at Coles, the no name at Coles is disgusting. It's, you almost need to like three times it over. Oh. But the toilet paper at Aldi, which is cheaper than Coles no name, is amazing toilet paper. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just making this little shift in your mind about you're not a pleb because you're buying no name. You're just trying to get in front. And you don't need to make these changes for forever. Yep. You just need to make them work to get ahead a little bit in the meantime. My second biggest tip, buy things in bulk stop buying individual serves because you're actually paying for the convenience and you're killing the planet just that little bit quicker Mm. do you know so buy big bags of rice buy big bags of pasta buy big containers of yogurt and portion it all out yourself um i'm actually a little bit pedantic and i have like a set of scales so i actually weigh out my bags precisely to what the supermarkets would weigh it out for us uh, and like my kids don't, Will gets a little bit embarrassed now that I send him to school with like so many reusable containers. <laughs> uh, but such is life, do you know. Yeah. So yep. yeah, absolutely. Buy buy bigger and pour you're you're gonna get through the rice eventually. I don't even know if rice has an expiry date.
0: I feel like if it does, it it would last a long time. Yeah. Like a long time.
1: A long time. So yeah, they're they're the biggest things. Try home brand. Don't be a snob. And and I think, the last one we need to drop the notion that we need to eat like kings and queens every single night. Yeah. So, you know, let's dial it back to when our grandparents were around. It was protein and veggies. Yeah, Bring it back to that. That's, that's, you know, protein, carbs, veggies. You just need that on your plate and, and you're doing fine.
0: Absolutely. I think we, we do, we look at social media and we look at other things and we go, Oh, I need to make all of this amazing stuff. Or, yep. I need to have everything completely organic. And that might be your path and your choice and yep. that's fine. But if it's not like, The kids are going to be fine with, you know, omelettes for
1: dinner yes,
0: or something like that. We definitely put too much pressure on ourselves. Somebody
1: said it one day, Brinner. breakfast for dinner. Do you know? A bowl (laughs) of wheat bix every now and then for dinner.
0: Yeah.
1: It's healthy for breakfast. Why isn't it healthy for dinner? Do you know? It's also delicious. It is so good. Let's just acknowledge that. Veggie toast for dinner is the best thing ever. Do you know? It's funny. I had, um, you know, sometimes social media, you get different types of people. Uh, And yesterday I shared a photo of bird's eye frozen vegetables. Mm -hmm. And I said, great, zero waste, Australian grown. And someone sent me a message and said, yeah, but is their package biodegradable? Do you know... You doing little more. changes. You can't win them all. It, you can't, and yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but doing little changes is better than doing no changes. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know if their packet's biodegradable. Not something that I checked, you know? <laughs> but start doing something. And it's the same, you know, let's save the planet. But your grocery shopping, do little changes, and you'll see it all add up. Even if it's only minuscule to begin with, and it almost becomes a challenge. And then you're like, hmm, I wonder how much I can get away with this week. Yeah. I sound so lame. That's no. what my life's come to. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm the one who got excited yeah. over unit prices yesterday, so I'm right there with you. They're really good, but <laughs> so
1: many people have had so much progress with that, which makes me laugh. I thought that was just common knowledge. No,
0: no, I've never. Ne- i go to the special section yeah. on like online shopping, but yeah. never did the unit prices. There you go. But even little things, it's, it's like you said before, we're all talking a lot about how we can make a difference to the planet. And I know personally – I have a lot of waste like when it comes to vegetables or fruits they just end up going in the bin yep. and I'm making a more conscious effort to use the stuff that's in my fridge yeah before moving on and that makes a big difference to your budget too it
1: really does instead of throwing things out it's the worst thing we all do it yeah I don't know what the figure was but it was some ridiculous amount that we all throw out let's say maybe 20 or 30 percent of our groceries each week ends up in the bin Mm. and i think that part of that also buddies like leftovers i know that if i make leftovers and if they don't get eaten within two days they're then put in the bin so i've now taken the approach if i put leftovers we've got like chinese containers from all the chinese we've eaten uh and it just goes straight in the freezer and then if we want it for dinner the next night it comes out and it defrosts but at least then if it's in the freezer it's ready to go instead of sitting in the fridge and then someone's like oh is it still okay to eat
0: that's a good idea yeah it's
1: a really good idea
0: All these little mum hacks, they make a huge difference. Yeah. Massive. Now, one of the things I am a huge advocate of is making sure that you can try and take a little bit of time for yourself as a mum, because we do get caught up with, you know, getting excited about our grocery shopping and and having our life revolve around our children. And I like to call it the me before mummy. So what is it the one thing that Laura does to reconnect with the person that she was pre-children? Admittingly, this was quite a while ago that it was pre-children, but what do you do just for you? You're going to hate this answer. Is it Woolworths
1: It's online? nothing. <laughs> so I, I actually, I spoke at an event um, a couple of weeks ago before Christmas and they asked me this same question. I've never sweated so much in my life because <sighs> the two ladies on either side of me are like self-care and self-love. And like, I mean, you can hear it right now. Like, this is literally my life. Did you hit your head? Are you okay? Why don't you go and get my pillow and that'll make you feel better? Go on. So my children, and, I, and again, I'm not shy of saying this, they are absolutely the reason that I breathe. Um, mm. I pull my hair out some days, um, but I don't really get any downtime. Like my downtime is if I go and hang out with my mates with our kids. Do you know? Lucy hit her head. Um, I for the past couple of nights I've gone to the gym, but I've gone to the gym after I've bathed everybody and made everybody dinner and you want some boobies? Uh, and and I've done everything for everybody else, and then I've gone and had an hour to myself. Do you know? Mm. So maybe that. But even then, that's only dependent on what everybody else is doing. T- I sound so lame. You don't sound lame uh, at all. I do. And, and no. I hate that I don't have that answer for people, do you know? Because like, I know that there's a lot of things that I share, but I don't have any – I don't have balance, do you know? Like mm. I just – I would happily be with my children every second of every day.
0: I don't think that's a bad thing
1: at all. And at yeah, look It's stressful. Sometimes my kids, I seriously want to put them in the bin – I don't know what the secret is for, for what do you call it? Mummy and me the time. me before mummy. See, I called it mummy yeah. and me time. <laughs> I can't even get the saying right. Well, yeah, I literally nothing. just told it to you. It's the fine.
0: Nothing. But I, th- I think that's a good point though because, you know, it is – I think it can be the smallest of things and it might be that you put the TV on while you drink your coffee in peace and that's you giving back to yourself because that's something you used to do, you know, yeah. drink your coffee in peace. Yeah. It could be that you go on a girl's vacation once a month.
1: Who knows? I'm like- trying. Kate or Brittany, if you listen to this, can we go on a holiday, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just highlight trying. that. <laughs> I know that's not true. So I'm going down um, to see my best friend in... Uh, the end of february so i'm going down for a night so there you go amazing i get a night off every six or so months (laughs) (laughs) but that's the reality right it is and again
0: you know we have this perception that because everybody talks about self-care and everybody talks about reconnecting with yourself and i i'm a huge advocate for it i think it's super important yeah but it's not going to work for everyone it's not it's going to look different for everybody as well
1: I have a lot of children. (laughs) (laughs) You do. And so I feel (laughs) like um, everybody always wants a piece of me and then like Mm. we're self-employed with Brad's business. And so when they don't want a piece of me, I'm entering purchase orders or I'm entering jobs or I'm doing the bass or, do you know what I mean? Like I I literally do not switch off until it's time to get, oh, there you go, there's my self-care. I like to watch an hour of television before bed every night. And in that hour, it's like, do not touch me. Do not talk to me. No, I'm not getting off the couch. Do you know, like that's... And then, I mean, that in itself causes a lot of problems in my marriage, but that's that's my me time.
0: Well, that's the thing. Everybody always wants a piece of you. Always. Mother, wife, always. business owner. And
1: your brain just doesn't stop anyway. No. I'm always thinking about, like, as we're talking, I'm thinking about the fact I need to enrol the girls in ballet. I need to send off our bass. I need to find a physio for my husband. Do you know, like, my, my mind is never switching off. It's a perfect example of mum life. There
0: you go. Well, on that note... I would like to say a huge thank you for joining me because I know that you, again, were hesitant about having a conversation and being so open and honest when it's really just a translation of what you talk about every single day on social. You're media. so good with words, do oh, you? It. <laughs> this is just a big love fest. <laughs> Lucy's like, can you guys stop? I know is Lucy's awkward. busy
1: breastfeeding and we're just interrupting her.
0: <laughs> but I do want to say a huge thank you for joining me. And if you don't follow Laura already, which I'm sure you do, I will pop all of her details in the show notes. You can also find a link to her free templates when it comes to budgeting tips and keep an eye out for frugal february but thank you again so much for joining me you're
1: a lovely girl
0: oh i just adore laura she is just exactly as she presents on Instagram, she is 100% raw and real and who she is, and she's just like everybody else, another mum just trying to do the best thing for her family. I got a lot out of today's conversation, and a few of the things I did want to reiterate is firstly around the blended family co-parenting space. Now, I have touched on this topic before, but that was in relation to a smaller child, and I think it's good to highlight that things can actually change as your child grows older, but also once a blended family comes into the mix. The key thing that Laura stated is around the fact that resentment is okay. It's an evolution. Your relationship, like any other, is going to grow and evolve. But if you've got those feelings, it's okay to sit with them as long as you're right to move forward. Now, she did highlight to not rely on partners to do the communication. You and your ex were the ones who made the child and you are the best people to make their decisions going forward. Sometimes you may need mediation involved and that could come from other partners, but keep the lines of communication directly with each other. When it comes to expanding your family with a new partner, she says not to overcomplicate it. Kids are resilient. And as long as you're giving them as much attention and care as you can and being conscious of their feelings, there's no need to feel guilty for the fact that you now have to share your time and love. It's different, but it's what happens in every family, whether it's a natural progression of expanding your family or whether it's blended. Now, when it comes to budgeting, let me tell you, she is the queen of trying to save money. And I personally have found her tips really valuable. In case you wanted a quick summary, here's the top things that I took away from the conversation. Firstly, you do not need to live or eat like kings and queens. We often get so caught up in consumerism and feeling like we need to have the best and do the best all the time, but it's just not necessary. There's nothing wrong with sacrificing every now and then. Secondly, and I need to write this bad boy down, it's not a good discount if you don't need it in the first place. I'm a sucker for a good sale, but you're not really saving money if you didn't need it. Lastly, she says when it comes to grocery shopping, to try home brand, give it a go, and in a nutshell, don't be a snob. There's nothing wrong with sourcing a cheaper item, particularly when a lot of times they're made in the same factories. She also says to buy things in bulk and portion it out. It's a great way to have less wastage, but it's also saving you money. If you would like more of Laura's tips and tricks, you can find her over on Instagram at underscore Laura Bentley underscore. I will be sure to put all of that information and a link to her website in the show notes so that you can check her out. Now on to you, my friend. I am going to give you a little bit of homework. If you have not done so already, I urge you to carve out a snippet of time to give back to yourself and the me before mummy. It can be a few minutes or a few hours, just an opportunity to reconnect with that person that you were pre-children and give back to yourself. If you would like to share it with myself and other mamas, you can do so over on social media by using the hashtag TheMeBeforeMummy and tagging myself at MummyRepublic. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again, lots of love, and I'll see you next week.